This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. It is time once more for another game recap, another episode of the Drop Podcast. After a disappointing 3-0 loss against the Bruins, the Blues had a quick turnaround. They'd be playing the Detroit Red Wings, and we all remember the hatred between these two teams in the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. And then the Red Wings were moved to the Eastern Conference. After the recap of the Bruins came, a lot of people direct message me and were saying I was too hard on the Blues, that they played great, and that it was a solid game. Well, I'm still going to disagree with you. You can't give up an odd man rush. You can't give a team too many power plays, and you can't let a bad goal in like Jordan Bennington did on the first one. You can't do that against good teams, and that's why they lost. Was it a pretty good game? Yeah, it was a pretty good game for the Blues. But to say it was solid and great? No, it was not. The Blues beat themselves. The Bruins did not beat the Blues. That is exactly what happened. If Bennington makes that one save, and if the Blues aren't caught with too many men in the offensive zone, the Bruins don't have the odd man rush. We're talking about a totally different game going into the third period. We're talking about a 0-0 tie. So yes, the Blues are responsible for that loss against the Bruins. And also, a lot of people are saying, man, they just pelted Tuka Rask. 26 shots, guys, is not pelting a goaltender. It really isn't. That's about average shots in the NHL. And I would say out of those 26 shots, what did the Blues have? Three or four good opportunities total. The rest of the time, Tuka Rask could see the puck. People were blocking pucks for him. So it was not a tough game for Tuka Rask, like some people are saying. Now let's go ahead and get into this Detroit game. It was announced very shortly before the game that Jordan Bennington would be starting. And then there was a shitstorm of people being upset. I saw a lot of people comment on social media that, well, why have Jake Allen around when he can't even play a game? You know, this is why he doesn't need to be here. He's not committed, so on and so forth. Do you guys understand what it's like to have the flu real bad? It's going through the locker room. Would you like to be out there playing goal with 102, 103 fever, puking your guts out, shitting your pants? Would you really like to be out there doing that? Would you be doing your team a service if you did put yourself out there and try to play? No, you wouldn't have. Because if he would have, everybody would have been on to him saying he shouldn't have played if he had the flu. It was a back and forth game, but they did get off to a quick start when Braden Shin would sneak into right by the crease and get a great pass from Ryan O'Reilly to put the Blues up one to nothing in the first. Now Perron back for Petrangelo. Here's Perron again. Changes the angle. To the back again as he plays catch with Petrangelo. Now O'Reilly in front. They score! Shin backdoor feed from O'Reilly in a power play goal, and it's 1 nothing. The Blues got the looks. They had the formation. Usually David Perron likes to get on that right side, so he gets over there on the left on this one time position. I thought he was going to shoot it a couple of times. Maybe Blashill's looking to see if there's any goalie interference there or not. We'll see where Shen is in front of the goaltender, Bernier. 
The Detroit Red Wings giving a lot of these goals that are the cross crease style plays, dot to dot, and everybody's focused on the puck. But Braden Shen is right there on the doorstep. He beats 83 daily in the position in front of that net. Daly's get caught looking at O'Reilly. Great execution by the Blues on this power play. Excellent passing. Ryan O'Reilly ends up with the puck, and you probably think he's going to shoot it. But Braden Shen sneaks in behind Howard, and somehow the Detroit defense just loses Braden Shen in front of the net, and he puts it past Howard to give the Blues a one to nothing lead. That goal by Shen, believe it or not, would be his ninth goal of the season. O'Reilly gets his eighth assist. Perron gets his fourth assist. It's a much-needed power play goal, and the Blues are up one to nothing. In this first period, I thought the Blues really owned Detroit. Detroit did have a few good opportunities, but the Blues really had a lot of time in the offensive zone. And that time in the offensive zone would allow Zach Sanford to get his first goal of the year just a little under five minutes after Braden Shin put the Blues up one to nothing. Blues are making a change. Oh, what a play by Thomas for O'Reilly. Now to Falk. O'Reilly again. In front of shot. They score! Steen, what a play! What possession and what a sequence! First goal of the season for Alexander Steen. Maybe the most consistent forward day in and day out for the Blues. And he comes off that bench after incredible sustained pressure in the offensive zone. It stems from the power play, even though the Blues don't score on that, they continued it on. And you talk about some quick hands, not on the strong side as well, not an easy play to make. And that quick shot, Bernier never picks it up, likely doesn't see Steen come off the bench. Shortly after that goal was scored, they realized that it did go off of Sanford and Sanford gets his first goal of the year. Nice to see Sanford get that. You go in front of the net and good things happen. That goal, as I stated, was his first of the year. Steen gets his fourth assist. O'Reilly gets his ninth assist. And the Blues are up two to nothing. That's the way the first period would end. And like I said, I thought the Blues really played well in this first period, especially considering the very physical game they had against Boston in the previous day. The Blues outshot Detroit 9-7 to in that first period. The second period, you kind of start to see the Blues getting a little bit tired from playing in the previous day. About halfway through that second period, Detroit would finally get on the board via a power play opportunity, and the game is now 2-1. to one. Bertuzzi, Orosi and Larkin. Green across the shot to score! Heronic lets it rip! It's 2-1! to one. When you know it would be a broken play, they would end up at the back of the net for Detroit. It is a power play goal. Bad bounce off the Blues right to Mike Green in front. He'll get his second point of the year on a wheelhouse setup. And that may have deflected off a Blues player in pass Bennington. Justin Falk and also Jay Bomeister are trying to get this puck from behind Jordan Bennington. They can't control it. It ends up on the stick of Philip Hronick, and he gets his second goal of the season, beating Jordan Bennington glove side. Guys, I've said it since last year, probably about 20, 25 games into Jordan Bennington's career. Teams are noticing that they can beat him on that glove side if it's the right height. He tends to have issues middle to high glove side. Green also gets an assist on that goal, his first of the year. Hiroshi gets his fourth assist, 10 minutes, four seconds in. Detroit's back in this game. And you could just really tell the Blues were getting tired. But regardless of them being tired, they were still working hard. 
and Ryan O'Reilly gets his second goal of the season just a little over a minute and a half after Detroit got their first on the board. The Blues are up 3-1. to one. Great pass in front, Perron, and that wrist shot hit glass and all the way to center ice. Boy, he was able to take that puck, cradle it a little bit, bring it back into his feet, and then rip it. Nobody there. Now O'Reilly gets it, shoots, he scores! O'Reilly off the goal post and in, and the Blues have that two-goal lead again. It's like that goal against woke them up right there. At 5-on-5, five five, Detroit was gaining some confidence with the puck against the Blues in the blue zone. Nice D-to-D passing. David Perron picks that one up, feeds O'Reilly. And here, the nice little pass through the seam. No stops and starts there for Bowie, the defenseman. He just kind of slides through right there and allows the open lane. Bowmeister to Perron. Perron to O'Reilly with a great pass. O'Reilly takes a shot. It hits off the post and in, and the Blues are up 3-1. to one. Just a beautiful shot by Ryan O'Reilly. It couldn't have been more perfect. That goal by O'Reilly was the second of the year. Perron gets his fifth assist. Jay Bomeister started it all with a great pass, gets his second assist. 11 minutes, 39 seconds in, the Blues are up 3-1. to one. And although they're up 3-1, to one, Detroit really put the pressure on them towards the end of the second period. And I thought they were very fortunate to get out of that second period with a two-goal lead. In that second period, Detroit would outshoot the Blues 9-5, to and Detroit clearly controlled the play. Going into the third period, the Blues fell apart. They looked like a tired team. They were dragging. Jordan Bennington did not look good. Detroit outshot the Blues 16-5. to They would get three straight unanswered goals to take a 4-3 to lead just a little over halfway through the third period. Elm with some good work, Bertuzzi waiting. Larkin's got it now, there's a shot, scores! His first shot of the game finds the back of the net and the Red Wings within one. Now this is exactly what the Red Wings needed here. Two minutes into the third period, Really, that first shift sets up this shift, Mick, and eventually it sure does. just getting pucks on the net. I and if anything I take out of the second period for the Red Wings, they repeated good play over and over again. They didn't get rewarded for it right away, but here they did. First shift in the third period came out, got it deep, had some chances, almost got one early, Mick, and then they get rewarded with the Larkin goal. Athanasiu, still digging for it, gets it now, and moves the puck to Mantha. Athanasiu flying up there. Mantha's got it. On to Philpola, back and forth, they score! It's a 3-3 game! Six minutes into period three! Well, we got two guys that got goals tonight. So you're not going to get them in a normal way. They're good breaks around the net. This one, I believe, went off the St. Louis defenseman skate. Benta goes cross ice. Mick, but that this happens because why? Athens you goes to the net. Yeah. If he's not going to the net there, this never happens. Dating back to the start of the second period, Redmond's really seems committed to playing the right way hard. Keep the sticks tight, that's what they always say. But it seemed like that second goal really energized the bench. A lot more excitement down here. Scores! Bertuzzi! Wow, well, speaking of excitement, right up a draw. Top of the little things here. The last two periods, Red Wings. That's been the key to their comeback. Winning draws, getting guys in front of the net, driving the goal. Finally rewarded here, Ken. This comes quick off a draw, and Bertuzzi just gets us on. It seems to catch the goaltender, Benenson, by surprise. 
Talked about Larkin earlier, really battling. This just gets between the arm Bad and the angle. body of Bainton. I mean, yeah. probably one he'd like back, Mick. Yeah. But, but you know what, though, Mick? Throwing pucks at the net. Yep. Not pass, thinking that first shoot mentality. The goal that made it 3-2 to two by Dylan Larkin, basically what happened there was Detroit outworked the Blues in the corner. They got the puck to Larkin. Puts it on Jordan Bennington. He gets part of it, and I'm sure he'd love to have that one back. And Detroit's back at 3-2. to two. The goal that made it 3-3, to three, it was just one of those things that happens. Not much you can do about it. The puck ends up going off of Bozak and the tied at three apiece. This third period just really fell apart. Tyler Bertuzzi gets the fourth goal and Detroit is up very quickly. Three goals in 11 minutes and 51 seconds. The Blues are down four to three. Dylan Larkin on the second goal gets his third goal of the year. Bertuzzi gets his seventh assist. Helm gets his first assist. The third goal by Detroit was by Phil Pula. Gets his first goal of the year. Mantha gets his fifth assist. Athens to see you gets his third assist. That fourth goal, Tyler Bertuzzi, fifth goal of the year. Dylan Larkin, who got it all started early in this period, gets an assist. His sixth of the year. Detroit would make a mistake just a couple minutes later by taking a penalty. The Blues would have a power play opportunity, and Ryan O'Reilly ties this one up at four each. The Blues are so fortunate to get back in this game and tie this one up. Now Petrangelo ahead for Perron. Quickly ahead for Schwartz. Tipped in front, O'Reilly wide open. Around in front, and an empty net. They can't get it in. Now O'Reilly shoots, he scores! O'Reilly, his second tonight. And the Blues, a power play goal up tied it. Holy jumping, what a quick release that was. First attempt was a beautiful try by Ryan O'Reilly as he deked the goalie out, went to the forehand, and then he tried to bring it back in while his skates were behind the goal line. He's got no room, so he goes out wide this way. Oh, doesn't happen. And then David Perron has the presence and calmness to wait for a better play. I mean, David Perron could have easily just tried to slide that in the short side on an iffy proposition right there, but he waited. Great patience shown by number 57. And Ryan O'Reilly points to him right away. What a continued effort by O'Reilly on that one. And Perron was key in the play too, but O'Reilly took the puck. It looked like he was going to get it past Howard on the glove side, skated around him, couldn't get it there, swung back around, tried to get it in. It ends up on Perron's stick. O'Reilly's about 8 to 10 feet out in front of Howard, takes the pass from Perron, and this game is tied at four each. What an up and down game for these Blues. That goal by O'Reilly would be his third of the year and second of the game. Perron gets his sixth assist. Schwartz gets his ninth assist. 15 minutes, 42 seconds in. The Blues have tied this one up at four. So nice to see, especially since the Blues were so outplayed in this third period. Heading into the OT, you're not sure what to expect. The Blues are looking pretty tired. Do they have something left in them? And it would be David Perron who would come through for the Blues with his sixth goal of the year, a minute 28 seconds into OT, and the Blues win this nail-biter 5-4. And the Blues will reload at center ice. Schwartz goes off. Now Shen comes in with Perron. Shen thought about shooting that. Now play back for Perron. He comes in, fires it, he scores! A rocket by David Perron, and the Blues win it in overtime. What a finish. You believe that shot? I mean, eventually you've got to shoot the puck three, three on three. 
but by Braden Shen bringing it out of the zone, brings it out of the zone, comes back for a regroup, short, Schwartz goes off, and then Perron comes in, and he just takes a direct line. That beautiful toe drag that he pulls off. Wow, what a shot. What a shot indeed, his sixth of the year. This goal by Perron is a David Perron goal. A very quick little deceptive toe drag, and I think it kind of froze Howard. He takes a great hard wrist shot, puts it past him, and the Blues win this one five to four. That goal in OT by Perron would be a sixth goal of the year. Shin gets his fourth assist. Petrangelo gets his third assist. One minute, 28 seconds into OT. The Blues win this one. What a game. I know that a lot of people were upset in that third period. I was getting very worried at four to three. The team looked tired. They looked down. They woke back up after O'Reilly's goal, and then Perron wins it. Let's go over the stats of the game. The Red Wings outshot the Blues 33 to 20. The Blues won the faceoff battle 58% to 42%. Blues were two for four on the power play. Detroit was one for three. The Blues had 20 hits to Detroit's 13. The Blues outblocked Detroit 16 to 7. And Detroit had 15 giveaways to the Blues 10. Instead of the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from David Perron, the hero of the game, Ryan O'Reilly, who had two goals, and of course, Coach Craig Berube. Important to be able to pull that one out. And get a <laughs> Was it ever? Just yeah, I think we had two two really good uh, period, and then uh, Steiner didn't come back in the third. Changes the dynamic of the bench a little bit, uh, and obviously we didn't react react the right way. Uh, a little bit disappointing to see that, but uh, at the end of the day, it's two huge points, and uh, you never know where that can take you at the end of the year. But uh, yeah, we it's something to look at for sure. What did you see in the show? On what? From your shot, what did you see there? Um, well, good. First of all, good change by Schwartz. He gave, gave me uh, some guys on the ice that were a little bit tired, and uh, yeah, I played with uh, Bernie and Junior. Never scored on him before, I don't think, and uh, so it was nice to, to get one by him. And uh, I saw, I just saw a guy. I tried to use him in in the lane shot at high blocker, and it went in. So it's good. Ryan was was praising your play on this tying goal. Yeah. Of drawing the the defense to yeah. you to free him open. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad he. It's nice. Like uh, we have good chemistry. I think all the plays tonight basically that ended up in a goal for for us as a line. Uh, they were all uh, kind of just off chemistry basically, and trusting that uh, the the route that you're taking is going to be the right one. And um, yeah, the, that one again, the same thing. Uh, I, I kind of have a, a good look at the net. There's guys kind of flying to block the shot. And as I see his opening up, I just feel he's going to have a better look than me. And thankfully, it went in. It's one of those that if it doesn't go in, I don't look <laughs> that good. So I'm glad it went in for him. You mentioned trust. Is that the key between you two? Why yeah. you guys have that chemistry? Yeah, I think so. I think even his goal, uh, the first one, uh, he's driving through. And uh, like he's, he's trusting that if I give him the puck, he won't get blown up by the next guy. And... Uh, he went in there, and I was—I had a good angle of it. He didn't have much room, and he put put a crossbar in, so that was a really good shot by him. Yeah, his his release is—you uh, know—it's it's one of the best. You know, as you see, goalies don't know where it's going, and it's just a huge—you uh, know—a huge play by him. And second periods have been kind of a problem for you guys. Things go along, and the first period and the third period haven't been bad, but the second period seems like it's you know, like it carried over today into the third. What's happening in the second period? Yeah, I think uh, you know. Really focus on starting on time and doing the right things, and we do for the most bit. But it's just it's being consistent, and when the team makes adjustments, I think we are ready for that. We think it's going to be the same period, and just you know it's you know it's something 
you know, that's going to happen early. It's something you just have to keep going on and make sure we get more consistent with it and know that, you know, a team's going to make adjustments, you know, and they're going to try different things and we have to be ready for it and ready to, you know, keep the staples of our game but still adapt as well. Green, is this just going to be a continual experience because any, it seems like anybody you play, they know who you are and they want to be who you are and you guys just have to be prepared for that on a nightly basis. So. Yeah, yeah, I think there's, there's never... You know, I don't think any team's ever going to play us lightly. And obviously, because what have we done? But you know, this league's just too good. You know, I feel like you say we take the foot off the gas for a little bit, and you see how they, you know, they hemmed us in multiple times tonight. And and you know, that's you know, it's a lesson for us for sure that you know we, you know, in order to do well this season, you know, we have to be more consistent. You know, we're not going to be able to get away with just you know, you know, one and a half good periods. You know, it's going to be, you know, have to be two, two and a half to have a chance to win. You know, we knew the energy was becoming was going to become an issue. Second period was okay. I mean, and then the third period they pushed hard, and we just we didn't we didn't have much of an answer for a bit. But uh, you know, guys stayed with it and tied it up, and ended up winning an OT. So, did you feel like you just found another? Once they got ahead, you kind of found another gear there. Just kind of poured it all in to to get that tying goal there. Well, I think we got a little bit more aggressive and, and started to push a little bit more, but uh, you know, not a ton, though. You know, like it was just—we knew energy energy was going to be an issue coming in this game. It was been a you know three and four. I mean, travel, emotional game in Boston. Um, you know, it's a lot going on. The fatigue factor aside tonight, the second period, which has been a problem lately, have you any thoughts on why that why that is? Well, listen. When you go, and we, we've been we've been jumping on teams pretty good in the first period and getting leads. Well, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to come out in the second and be ready to roll. And sometimes you just got to, you know, roll with it and and you know make sure that you're solid defensively and doing right things. Teams are going to push. They're down two nothing, you know, or you know they're down you know, whatever three one. I mean, uh, they're going to push a little bit, so that's natural. Um, I didn't think our second was that bad, but. Um, you know, we could be better for sure, but we've had some good second periods this year where we're really good. You know, going back to the Colorado game, we're dynamite in the second period. L.A., we're really good in the second period. So it's not that we can't do it. It's we just don't do it consistently. What do you think of Thomas? And I know you don't play till Wednesday, but is that something you'd keep look, taking a look at? Um, I'll see. You know, I just put it together tonight. Um, we'll see. We'll see going. We'll see when, it, when that comes around. What do you think about him tonight? They weren't bad. They, you know, they got some good puck movement in the offensive zone. I mean, um, you know, Tomer can make plays, and uh, they need they, those guys need a guy to get him the puck. With Perron and O'Reilly, the way they're playing, uh, is their chemistry kind of fed off the fact that they just trust each other? They they trust each other on the ice when they're making plays out there. Yeah, for sure, and they know where each other is at all the time on the ice. Um, you know, we put Sanford there tonight. That line's been good at times over the obviously the last year. So it worked out. They were good tonight. Uh, coming back with Bennington, back to backs. Jake was sick, or, or he uh, yeah, but he was. But uh, you know, um, you know, he is just not quite right yet. So uh, with Bennington, Sammy couldn't go tonight. No, he's same thing. He's banged up. So. We decided to to uh, not play him. Did go with Fabry. Just see something in his game last night where it just maybe didn't. Well, look I right knew or... going into the Boston game that you know he was still pretty nicked up, and uh, but he wanted to play. You know, he wanted to play, and uh, so put him in there. I mean, you know, he tried.
anything there on Steen? Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll see uh, Monday. You know, he's he should be okay. I think. What a huge win for the Blues! A huge moral victory. Now you might say, how can it be a moral victory? Because moral victories are when you fight back and you don't really win the game. This was a moral victory because the Blues were ahead by two goals. They allowed Detroit to get the next three goals and take a 4-3 to three lead. They fought back when they were tired. And you could tell these guys were tired at the end of the game. Both teams were tired, but the Blues were especially tired after having a physical game in Boston, traveling from Boston to Detroit. It's a short turnaround type of a game. And they showed a lot of heart at the end of that period. They willed themselves to win. And what can you say about David Perron? David Perron, when he was with the Blues after they first drafted him, he was not the type of player he is now. He just isn't. He's more of a rounded player. He knows what he can and cannot do. He doesn't try to be cute. And I think when he was first with the Blues after being drafted, he tried to be a little too cute sometimes. The Blues left him unprotected when the Golden Knights had their initial draft. The Golden Knights took him. I think he became a totally different player in Las Vegas. He learned to be more of a team player. He learned to stop being flashy, and he became a more complete player. The Blues' next game will be Wednesday night at home against Minnesota. Minnesota's just been terrible on the road, so the Blues really need to take advantage of this team, come out early, and get a big win. But don't underestimate Minnesota. They always give you a hard game. And the Blues are going to have to be at their best to beat them. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Drop Podcast. To get more of the Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.